It was State 95, Tar Heels 91 in overtime in Chapel Hill. So, Coach Keats, as uh, the Wolfpack's head coach, let's see, you're undefeated against Duke and undefeated against Carolina, man. Uh, it, it's going to be hard to retire that way, but that's about as good as you can get out of the gate. Congratulations. Hey, DG, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. It's great to have you on. How do you put in perspective beating number two Duke in Raleigh, beating top 10 Carolina in Chapel Hill? I know you're going to say you have work to do, but these are not easy teams to beat in any venue, and you already have gotten both of them. Well, DG, you know, you know me, and you're right. We've got a, we still got a lot of work ahead of us. Um, we're playing hard, um, and, you know, our guys are buying into the system, and, you know, give them credit. You know, both wins are they're totally different wins. Um, you know, one of them was at a home, and um, I thought we did a great job of taking care of home. And then when you look at our, you know, win on Saturday, uh, I thought we did together. We did some good stuff. We shared the basketball. And guys played um, hard on both ends of the floor. And, you know, certainly we came away with a great win. Kevin Keats joining us on the David Glenn Show. On the outside, we talk about history, and the Tar Heels had beaten the Wolfpack head-to-head 27 of the last 30 times. Is that something that you never mentioned because you say, hey, man, I just got here. I'm not responsible for those records. These players, most of them didn't experience many, if any, of those games. Do you just ignore that history, or do you use it to add a chip to your shoulder? You know, we don't have this type of team where – you know, I can I can give them uh, those stats and they get, you know, bothered by it and play well. So we didn't even talk about it. You know, we just we talked about the next game. Um, you know, we talked about this current, you know, UNC team and we talked about our current team. And, you know, bottom line is this team hadn't played their team and uh, we focused on their players and um, what we needed to be to do to be successful. And uh, I give these guys a lot of credit. We did a great job of executing the game plan and, um, you know, we made shots and we finished the game. You know, I, you know, you found out a lot about your team when the, you know, obviously we played well in regulation and then the game went into overtime. And, you know, we had a lot of reasons why we could have put our head down, um, obviously not winning the regulation. And, you know, give these guys credit. They dug in and we pulled out a great win. NC State coach Kevin Keats, a best of the weekend nominee and our guest here on the David Glenn Show. As you and your staff were looking at video prior to this game, were you watching that video of the Tar Heels and saying, we can beat this team even on their home court? Or did you feel like you needed a truly special effort the way you got from Al Freeman and others to, to come out with a win in Chapel Hill? Well, I, I felt like we needed to play well. I mean, and they're, you know, obviously, you know, they were coming off the Virginia Tech loss, and, and I knew that they would play great at home as they've done, uh, not just this year, but just in the previous year. But I knew we had to play well. You know, the ACC is so tough, and not just Carolina. When you're going on anybody's home court, it's tough to win. I mean, if you look at us on Wednesday night, you know, for the, most of the game, we trailed Pittsburgh and uh, obviously found a way to win. And if you look at Pittsburgh, they at this time, they don't have a current win. So anywhere you go in this league is going to be tough, but especially over in Chapel Hill. And, you know, I, I told our guys, um, they stayed focused. Um, they understood that. Uh, it was a big challenge, and uh, give them credit, you know, coming out of there with a win. You've been in this game most of your life. Is there any way to explain Al Freeman being a sub-30% three-point shooter, going to the Smith Center and making all seven and getting a career-high 29 points? 
Well, I don't know that I don't know that I can explain uh, going seven for seven in the Dean Don, and uh, I, I think he's uh, one of the only guys who's ever done that. I can't explain that he, you know, why he's shooting the ball better. Um, I think number one, he's taking better shots, but number two, uh, give credit to Markel Johnson. Um, his return has taken a lot of pressure off of Braxton Beverly and also Al Freeman, where they don't have to handle the ball as much and they become scores more than anything. Now, I'm never going to tell you that I thought he would go 7-7 seven seven, <laughs> uh, at Carolina, but I did know that he would shoot the ball better. He's a much better shooter than his percentage shows. Omir Yurt 7 had another double-double, 16 points, 13 rebounds. What is it about his game now that he's cranking out all ACC-type numbers compared to earlier this season when sometimes he was only playing maybe a dozen or so minutes of uh, each game off the bench? Well, trust factor, and I think his teammates are believing in him. Um, you know, they're passing him the ball in the right spots. Um, you know, they're starting to trust in him. He's starting to build confidence. Um, he's starting to get familiar with our system and what we're looking for. And, you know, he's playing well. You know, you look at the last – my last uh, few years at UNCW and uh, last year, especially, you know, Devontae Kaycock, you know, he shot 80% yeah. in the field in his system. And you look at Amir, he's in the high 60s, almost 70%, and playing good basketball. But I think he's starting to feel comfortable. Um, you know, he's putting a lot of work in. You know, he's one of the first guys to get to the gym and the last guys to leave. And uh, he's playing with a purpose. Kevin Keats is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Do you follow, Coach, just for fun, even bracketology at all? Because for the first time today, coming out of the weekend, your Wolfpack is projected to be an NCAA tournament team. You know and I know you have a lot of work to do, as you said, but is there at least some fun in that? If your players read that and hear that, uh, it's all this sport is mostly about March Madness, and it has to feel good that your current resume is deemed as good enough for that. Well, DG, um, I don't follow it, uh, but unfortunately, uh, I've got enough people that will tell me about <laughs> it. Uh, hey, you, you being one, right? Um, I, I'm excited about it. You know, I, I don't, you know, I, I caution everybody. You know, uh, right now, I don't think they're. You know, it's only probably four or five teams that can say that they're really in the tournament. Um, most conferences, including our conference, is only halfway through the season. Uh, we did a great job being five and four at this point with. Unbelievable wins with Arizona, Duke, and Clemson when they were 19 and uh, Carolina. But we've got a lot of work ahead of ourselves. Um, I do like our resume. Uh, when you look at it right now, I don't know that it's um, many teams in the country that have beaten four ranked teams. And uh, we've beaten certainly a lot of guys who are in the top 15 RPI. But obviously, the season doesn't stop today. So we've got a lot of work ahead of us. Uh, I'm happy for the kids, but I'll caution our players. Uh, you know, don't read it. You know, just say let's continue and just work at the next game. Coach, I'm old enough to remember a young man named Torin Dorn who was a UNC football player. And you, of course, have Torin Dorn, his son, the NC State basketball player. We can tell from Wolfpack Nation that beating the Tar Heels is different than beating just anybody. How about Torin beating his dad's school? Is he, is he a guy that uh, brings that sort of stuff up at all? Well, you know, he he hasn't said anything about it, and you know, his brother is also on the football team right. there. And uh, give give his give his dad and brother and mom credit; they they were all behind our bench. Uh, they were cheering loud. I think it, you know, obviously, you know, I, I'm sure his dad is super proud of him when it when it comes to your kid. Yeah, uh, you're going to cheer for the school that he's playing at, and uh, what a great game that young man had. He's been you know he's having a great year for us, and. Um, 
you know, we, we really thank him for sending him here. Thank you. I'm, I'm headed to the Super Bowl, so I am going to miss Notre Dame's visit. But I, I do want to ask you, with the Irish on the schedule in Raleigh this coming weekend, the last time I remember you guys having a week between games, it would have been like a Christmas break where you wouldn't have a lot of practice time anyway. What is the most important thing to get out of what I imagine this week to be? This has got to be the longest stretch of practices without games that you have in the ACC schedule, right? Well, you know, DG, it's been a man. It's been a crazy schedule for us. Um, I don't know how many teams have had as many 9 p.m. starts as us. Um, even if you look uh, ahead in the schedule, next week we play 9 p.m. on a Wednesday at Virginia Tech. Um, a lot of coaches would make the argument, you know, if you're playing well, you want to continue playing well. And I'm, I'm, I'm also like that. But you know, we've played so many games. Um, that at this point, I think the most important thing for us is to get a little rest and you know try to get in the gym and work on us for a day or two, and then we'll start trying to focus on Notre Dame. How was the ice cream, and what else can you tell us about whatever reception you guys got when you got back from Chapel Hill on Saturday? Well, the, the, the kids are enjoying the ice cream. Um, you're, you're never too old to, to love ice cream, and um, – you know, it was hype. We got back and we went back to the bell tower, which they, you know, they lit that red. And, and I wanted to get back on campus. And uh, we've got an unbelievable ice cream parlor on campus. And all of the students met us there. And our guys enjoyed the ice cream. And it was a great day. Um, you know, those 12 o'clock games are so special, especially when you win them. Um, so we had a tremendous weekend. Last thing for you, what is your go-to ice cream flavor after big victories? Hey, DG, I'm going to tell you this. I, I don't eat the ice cream. Ooh. I never have. I, listen, I, I'm one of those guys that enjoy watching everybody else have, and, I, and I, I'm a little – I shouldn't say little because every coach is. I'm superstitious. I haven't eaten the ice cream. I, wow. I served it. I watched everybody eat it. I haven't had it. Um, when I used to eat ice cream, I was a cookies and cream guy. Me too. Now, this is not – so this is not a dietary discipline thing. It's a superstition thing. Oh, it's a superstition thing, man. I, you know, I we started it at Wilmington because they hadn't won many road games when I took the job, and I decided for whatever reason I didn't get one the first time, and it carried over, and I, I've never eaten one since then. Well, as long as you don't eat anything light blue or royal blue, I think you'll be okay <laughs> if you change your mind. Hey, Coach, congratulations on the big win over the Tar Heels, and as always, thank you very much for your time on the David Glenn Show. DG, thanks for having me. You got it. Kevin Keats of NC State, year one with the pack, coming off of three great seasons with the UNC Wilmington Seahawks. We talked a lot about it back when he was hired. NC State had had some disastrous coaching searches the last several times. We came on the air on this show and said, I know for a fact that NC State will not have to fall all the way down the ladder to hiring a guy who's never been a head coach in college hoops before or is currently an assistant in the NBA or is currently a broadcaster for ESPN or whatever. It's not going to be that kind of bottom-of-the-barrel search this time because I knew of at least two prominent mid-major coaches who were dying to take the NC State job. Kevin Keats was one of those. So that means NC State's search did go better this time. That means NC State's expectations should have been higher in year one. But if you get to the NCAA tournament in year one, that's a fantastic accomplishment. We had the Wolfpack, what, number nine in our summer preseason conversations, which means if the league got that many in, you'd be number nine. Now it's hard for a league to get nine in. So I saw the pack as a bubble team, and it started out softly, 
wins against a soft schedule but losses to some soft competition. And now it has reared up, man. It, the, the pack is rolling after wins over Arizona, Duke, UNC, and a Clemson team that is projected to be, at least for now, a high NCAA seed as well.